say they're aliens from another world. But that's not true because they travel the four corners of the earth to let you know where to hang out, where to find the best food, the best drink, and the best time. This is the award-winning Travel Planners Radio Show with Kevin and Sue McCarthy. And they are definitely human. Hi, this is Rudy Maxa, and you're listening to the Travel Planner Radio Show with Sue and Kevin McCarthy. Thank you, Rudy. Sue, who's our guest? We've got one of our favorite regular people here, Kevin. It's luggage and lipsticks, Patty Morrow. Hey, welcome back. We've caught up with her twice here in the past few months, which is difficult to do because yes. <laughs> she's on the road all the time. The last time we spoke, we spoke about Vietnam, and I think, if not on that tour, you soon thereafter had a trip to Cambodia. Tell us more. Yes, we sure did. Kevin and Sue, and it was just an amazing trip. So the Kingdom of Cambodia is located in the southern part of the Indo-Chinese Peninsula, and it's been inhabited since prehistoric times and has a rich but sometimes troubled past. As you know, it was part of the Khmer Empire, which flourished from the 9th to the 15th centuries, but also, you know, the brutal Khmer Rouge from 1975 to 79. Yeah, and in between there, we had our own little entree, if you will, into Cambodia, most of it clandestine during the Vietnam conflict. So there's a lot of interest, I think, from a lot of people in America about Cambodia. And when it comes to history, there's no end to it. Yeah, that's true. It was also protectorate of France for a while, too. So the past is very colorful indeed. Where did you start out? Let's go to the place that I think everybody is waiting to hear about and met in Siem Reap, the city. And that as you know, is the gateway to the ruins of Angkor. And it's a huge complex. It's not just one ruin, although there is the ruin called Angkor, but it's the largest religious monument in the world. It covers like something like over 400 acres. Wow. And this might be controversial, but I believe it should be one of the seven wonders of the world. Having been to the other seven, I think that this is deserving of a place in there. You'll just have to start a movement for it. I'm with you totally. <laughs> Angkor Wat is yes. definitely on our bucket list. We have not been there, but it is one of those things that you look at and say, someday. Yep. Yeah, that's <laughs> just an amazing complex, and we've only seen a few of the photos. How long does it take you to tour that. Did you spend more than a day there? I did. We spent two days there and let me tell you what my four favorite temples were. Of course, you know, the one that's called Angkor Wat. We went there for the sunrise. That was pretty amazing. Um, it's the largest of all of the temples. It has five towers and the national flag actually has a picture of that on it. When you say sunrise, is it astrologically aligned like some of the other temples of the world or is that just the name of it? That is just the name of it because the way that it's facing west, the temple was meant to be a funerary temple. The sunrise, I will say though, didn't come directly over the temples and I would say that's probably because of the time of year, but it was kind of off to the side. It was still pretty nice and did some kind of mirror effects in the in front of it. You have something on here that I'm not sure about. Taprom? Yes, that was my favorite one. You may not recognize that name, but you'll certainly recognize the Jungle Temple from the movie Tomb Raider. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, okay. It's the most photogenic. The temple ruins are overgrown with trees that have the temples been long abandoned and pretty much in the same condition as it was initially found. And those roots of the trees are just growing through the structures and kind of, which are kind of crumbling underneath the weight. It's just absolutely amazing. That's the banyan trees and they get huge. 
huge. They do get huge. It's really surreal to actually see it and, and walk through these temples, walk through the roots. It's just crazy. Did you see a lot of monkeys there? I always see it covered with monkeys. Not at that particular temple, but at one of the other temples that we were at, one of the smaller ones called Tassom. There were monkeys there all around it, and that temple, even though it's smaller and less visited, was really great because we had the whole place almost to ourselves, which kind of unusual. Certainly not the case of some of the other temples. The Dayan Temple, which is the most decorated of the Khmer temples, that had quite a few people at it as well. And that's the one that has those giant sculptured heads Oh yeah, carved into it. They're all just amazing in their own way. Did I hear you say you can tour inside some of these temples, or are you just relegated to walking by and looking at the outside? You can go in just about all of them. They're, of course, empty inside, but they have corridors, and the inside are like all kinds of sculptures and bas-relief, sculptural decorations, and they are really amazing. Most of them you can get inside them. How do you get to these temples? You've said there's some of them in the jungle, and particularly, I guess, a smaller jungle temple. It's a whole complex. It was a whole city. So some of them, you can walk to them from each other, but some of them you have to take transportation to get to them. There's different gates that you get to, and there's different temples that are kind of grouped under kind of a grouping. You need to take a tuk-tuk or some other vehicle to get to them because they're just too far to walk. So that's why it takes so many days. You could spend a week, you know, looking at all the temples. But are they out in the woods, for lack of a better term, or are they close to the city? They're pretty close to the city, but they are in a rural area. But again, because it covers so much, you can get to some of them by public transportation. But to get to some of the others, you do have to walk into some of the more jungly area. You had mentioned that there was a floating village? Oh, yes, the floating village, Tanlisap Lake, which is actually the largest lake in Southeast Asia. And it's it's just fascinating because these people live in floating houses and they, they travel to floating schools and they eat at floating restaurants and villages that are built on stilts along the banks. It's really fascinating to see it. We saw something similar to that when we were in China where the fishermen on right. one of the lakes actually lived on their little fishing boats Lake, with their family. Lake Thai, I think and, that was. Yeah, it was Lake Thai. Mm -hmm. And they grow their little vegetables in pots on top of the boat. It was an amazing existence. But this sounds like a much bigger complex. It's actually quite big. We took a boat to get over to it. It's fed by the Tanli River, which is fed by the Mekong. So we had to take a boat to get over into it. And the scenery was just stunning. It really was. These houses are just so photogenic. They all have balconies with flowers hanging off and painted all different colors. It's really, really beautiful. I want to see those photos. And we can do that where? LondonLipstick.com. And especially my Instagram has a lot of those pictures and videos on it right now, too. And that's also luggage and lipstick. Super. Great. I want to go look at them. Definitely. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the killing fields. There have been movies about that and so on. And, of course, I have to ask what's on the menu. And I saw something about barbecued tarantulas, which I want. <laughs> well, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll find out. We'll find out. So don't go away. We will find out. And uh, that's one I might pass on. I guess it depends if they're in a sauce or baked or what. Yeah. Maybe if somebody didn't tell you what it was. Yeah, we we were talking with Paul, our engineer, who keeps us on the air and tries to keep us in line uh, about some of the things, and we've we've dined on some strange 
items along our trips. I've had silkworms, and they were like a baked. They're little, and they're crunchy. Yeah, like brown Cheetos. Only skinnier. Yeah, yeah, smaller. <laughs> and, uh, well, I've, I've had baked eyeballs, and we've, we've both eaten... Uh, a Mexican dish of grasshoppers in a cheese sauce. That's a one-time event. Yeah, followed by a bite of bread. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of beer. Uh, but we're going to find out about uh, the barbecued tarantulas and a lot of other different items, if you will, that are available in Cambodia. And before the show is over with, we will check in with Las Vegas. Our resident correspondent, Scott Simons, got some New Year's information that... You're probably going to want to hear, so don't go away. Email us anytime you like, Kevin and Sue Travel at yahoo.com. Our YouTube is youtube.com forward slash Kevin and Sue Travel. 